Hey, what is going on? Thank you for checking out another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. Man, where have I been? This is the first solo episode in what feels like an eternity, and it's kind of like, what happened? Where did you go? Did you die? Like, what's been going on? And if you've been following me at any any long-term glance at all, you would know that when I first started the podcast, and by the way, when I created this podcast, I was I had just started Good Advice, which is my business coaching company, and I I had a lot of time on my hands because suddenly I didn't have like 10 million customers like I thought that I would. You know, it's kind of like the same mistake everyone has when they start their business. They just assume that, you know, everyone's going to come find them and seek them out and pay them for their services. Or to quote a client I was working with last week, hey, we built the website. Why aren't people why aren't people buying our product through the website? And it's like, well, you know, there's billions of websites out there. Well, so back when I started the business, I kind of just assumed that people would just start coming into droves and uh, no one really did. And so I started the podcast really out of boredom of, you know, I, I have a perspective on business. I have a perspective on leadership. And so, yeah, let's do this podcast thing and see where it goes. And so now, you know, flash forward a year into the future, and it's pretty amazing where the podcast has sort of morphed. It's it's still designed to be this resource for business owners, for entrepreneurs, to startup founders, basically anybody who's trying to get more customer customers or better employees. And even, you know, it's funny how like a business morphs over time because, you know, everyone and their mom is a business coach. And so I was thinking about, you know, what's my thing? And I've really latched onto this concept of scale. You know, how do you get more customers? How do you get better employees? And so Part of that journey has been, uh, only, and, and it wasn't because I kind of ran out of things to say. I just thought, you know, it might be kind of fun to get someone else on the podcast. And so the podcast has sort of morphed over the last year where I guess it was back maybe in May or April where I invited uh, Stephanie Medford, who's the CEO of Ronald McDonald House Charities here in, in WA. I said, hey, you want to get on the podcast and we can just talk about like leadership and culture? And I did that for two reasons. One, I was kind of bored of just talking to myself. You know, as you can imagine, uh, you're listening to me right now and you might be in the car, you might be at home, you might be at work, you know, wherever you are. Well, where I am is I am in my office in my home and I'm staring at a computer screen and I'm watching, I'm like watching like the little voice decibel, whatever metrics that are recording as I'm talking. And so on my end, that's, that's my, <laughs> that's my life as I record these episodes. And so part of it was, I was like, okay, I want to get someone else on the podcast because I'm getting kind of bored here and I want to I want to engage with someone. The other thing I want to do is, or the other thing I wanted to do when I started bringing people on was I started to think about, I, I want people to know that, and this is going to sound super arrogant, but I know what I'm talking about. And I mean that in the sense of like, I would talk about, here's a good example. I would talk about annual reviews and I'd say, you know what? Annual reviews are really slow. If you want to grow and scale your business, you need to develop a feedback channel that involves constant communication and constant feedback. And if you are waiting till the next year's review to give that feedback to the people you work with, you're robbing them of the option to improve, but you're also robbing your business of its own ability to continue to uh, deliver the the worthy product that you want to deliver to your customers because you're waiting till those conversations happen. And the reason we do that is because it's really awkward to have that conversation. And so we rely on sort of like these these 
these mechanisms, you know, these structured forms where we can actually have that conversation. And I'll talk more about that later on. But so I would make a statement like that, like annual reviews are pointless. They're dumb. Don't do them. And then I would have people who would be like, what's this guy talking about? Let's got to know what he's doing. Like it's, and it wasn't that I was trying to be like anti-corporate, but I would, I would just make these statements that would, that they weren't designed to be counterculture. In fact, I think the people who came on the podcast would agree with almost all of them. But I had those people come on because I wanted them to be able to give sort of like the the proof is in the pudding example of, yeah, we don't do annual reviews. We do this instead. You know, every week we're doing, you know, one-to-one conversations or, you know, I talk about how great example of this. I talk about how, you know, culture is so important. It's something you got to fight for. And then Stephanie Medford comes on and literally, and I didn't, I didn't coach her. I didn't train her. I didn't, I didn't like say, here's what you need to say. I mean, she just talked about culture and like, we've been building our house, so to speak, in terms of what does our culture look like? That's been our main prerogative over the last year. Or another statement I made was that, you know, man, I think fortune 500s need to be worried because it is, it, it is a small business owners game right now because large businesses are far too slow in making things happen. It's like I was meeting with the client on Friday and he was relying on another resource that said, you know, what's your 10 year plan? And I said, you know what? That's a great question, but in 10 years, your business will be dead. If you're thinking about 10 years from now, instead you have to be thinking on much shorter terms because the market is just evolving so much quicker. So like you wouldn't even have a five-year plan. You, you may not even have a three-year plan. You need to have something that is a six month short-term goal that's expanded out to maybe a 12 to 18 month, uh, long-term strategy. Anything beyond that, you know, the market's going to have changed too much. Things too much is going to have happened. And, and, you know, it, it may even feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even saying like the market's going to just like flip on its head, but on the same token, we've had 10 years without a recession, it's coming. And so that means that the, what the market looks like even two years from now could be drastically different. So I make a statement on, you know, corporations should watch out. They should be careful because they're because they're so bloated in terms of like hierarchy and like you have to report up the chain and report down the chain and, you know, side to side. Large businesses should be worried about how they're structured. Well, then I have Joshua Ayers who comes on the podcast and he's he's from the fortune world and he talks about that. And he says, you know, it's 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 kind of ridiculous how slow they are and how you know what's really happening there. And, you know, I'm not, and it's even funny to me, I'm not, I'm not bringing people on in the sense of like, you know, hey, listen to this episode and say that I'm right. But part of what's happened with the podcast in general is I'm just bringing people on and they, we just seem to be in sync on business and leadership. And so this has been like my, you know, five or six minute long explanation of why the podcast has sort of morphed into this interview format. And I say all of that to say, I want to get back to my roots of the podcast because for the average listener, they may not dig the, the interview format. They may they may love it, but they may also may not love it. Maybe they want to just listen to my voice for the next, <laughs> I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. But all that to say, here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm trying to get back to uh, getting these solo episodes out where I can share a little bit of value to you. I want to give you some insights for your own business wherever you are in your business. And something I want to talk about today, it's actually a really common, it's a common, uh, I don't want to say a common concept. 
it's something that a lot of people know about, but that people use incorrectly often. It's kind of like, for example, it's it's a cliche is really what it is. It's a cliche because it's used so much, but it's rarely actually it, it rarely actually informs the decision making of your business. And what that concept is, and this is applicable whether you are a first-time business owner, you're just starting out, maybe you only have a handful of customers, and it's applicable all the way up to running a multi-million dollar organization. And I'm talking about your company's values. When we talk about values, a lot of times people think about, um, and you've, you've probably seen this sort of memed out for some companies that maybe they've moved away from it or maybe they've just kind of dropped their values altogether. But one value for Google was don't be evil. And it was this whole kind of sort of like this this indie origin, uh, you know, we're kind of like this rags to riches story. We were the small company and now we've we've grown in our influence so much. And so one of our values is we're not going to use that for evil. I don't know why they dropped that, by the way. I don't know if maybe they have nefarious plans. I love Google, but uh, and you know everyone uses it. But interesting that they dropped it. But so you see, and I, and I call it a cliche because it's a cliche, just like servant leadership. You know, you go to like you could literally at any point in your week, you could probably find a presentation on servant leadership. And in fact, I really get after people sometimes because when we talk about things like servant leadership, I'm like, no one's ever going to disagree with that. You know, if you if you grabbed a thousand random business owners and you you drug them to a conference on servant leadership, not a single one of those people are going to say, nah, I disagree. I mean, everyone's all in on this concept of servant leadership, and yet we rarely see it demonstrated. We rarely see it happen. And part of that is because people aren't quite self-aware enough to realize that they are, you know, megalomaniacs. Sometimes people, they realize that the cost of servant leadership is actually too much to bear. Like, I don't really want to have to do this. But in the same way with values, values are so easy, just like when we talk about, you know, talking about servant leadership, values are so easy to write out and describe for your business. They are incredibly difficult to actually work out and walk out. And here's what I mean by this. Your values are the things that you determine will strategically guide your organization, and it's going to force you to say no to some things. Here's what I mean by this. If I say that a value in my life is my family, or, or you know, I got, a, I got a baby girl on the way. Oh my gosh, I am so thrilled. I, I, I'm, I'm losing my mind thinking about this because I'm just envisioning like the cutest, sweetest, most amazing girl in the world. And, and we're going to have her literally coming up in March of this year. And I just can't believe it. But so even, even without the daughter on the way, let's just talk about my wife and I. If I say my value is my relationship with my wife, just saying that, if I say I value my relationship with my, with my wife, that doesn't now make it where now I value it. it. Just because I say it doesn't mean I actually do, right? I, I have to, because I value it, now my actions have to reflect that. Either they do reflect that or they don't. You know, speaking totally honestly, I remember there was a, a company that my previous company worked with 
And this guy was standing in front of his peers and he was from this company and we were talking about values and he said, I really value family. Well, the ironic thing was that he was cheating on his wife. So like, what's, what's the disconnect there? How do people say they value one thing and yet they do something else totally entirely? And it's because your values are not a marketing piece. Your values are, it's not a marketing one-liner. It's not, it's not fluff that goes up on a wall somewhere. It's, and I say that because it, it reminds me, I was at a Fortune 500 company. I was walking through their office. I was with their, uh, one of their directors, one of their HR directors. And we're walking through the office and, and I noticed on the wall, there's this really beautiful, artistic, awesome, you know, here are our values. And it's like five things. And it's really, it's a, you know, it's your typical list of values, to be honest. But I thought it was cool that they had it like, covering the entire wall in these big letters. And so I made a comment. I said, hey, that's an awesome list over there. She didn't even know what I was talking about. Like I point to it and she was like, huh, what, where? And I was like, that, you know, that it's literally the entire wall right over here. And she looks over and she sees it. And it was almost like it was the first time she had ever seen it before. And so I point out this wall and she says, oh, that? Oh, we just paid some marketing company to put that up. And I was, I was just floored. I just, <laughs> it took everything in me not to be like, yikes, you guys are missing it. Goodness. Wow. But that's, you know, she was so honest and open about it. And frankly, that's true for, for many of us in our businesses. You know, it's like sometimes I talk to people in some companies I work with, we start with values and we start with, okay, what are your values? But but then there's always this point where we get to, okay, well, hang on. You said these were your values. That needs to now inform your decision-making. That needs to now inform how you go about your business. You know, going back to my wife, if I say that I value my time with her, if I value our relationship, I should be making decisions that reflect that. So here's a great example of this. I got asked by a large company, around $20 million in revenue, if a couple of days after Christmas, if I could come in for lunch and they were doing their strategic planning for the, for the next year, they were just knocking it all out in a day. And someone from that team said, hey, can you come in? Because I'm, I'm doing some work for some of their senior leaders. And they said, hey, can you come in and can you be with us for about a, you know, an hour or so during lunch? And let's walk through some things. Now, thinking about this professionally speaking, I thought, oh my gosh, yes. I mean, just for the sake of my brand, to be in the room with the C-suite people of this company and for them to associate me as someone important on their day that they're actually building out the strategy for their $20 million business, that would be so good for my brand. Well, there's only one problem with that. My wife and I are, are vacationing for the holiday all the way till January uh, 6th or January 3rd, excuse me. And so immediately I started thinking, ah, well, could I make it work? Could I make it happen? And I even floated it to my wife. I said, hey, what do you think about this? And she's pretty much like, well, I mean, we're, we're with family. You know, like I know it's good for your business, but we're with family. And I, I thought about it and I was like, yeah. You know, so even even though... It would be really good for my business to go to this meeting because I value my relationship with her and I value family. 
it's important that I make the decision then to prioritize that over the business. That is what it looks like to actually walk out your values. It's like, um, you know, it kind of reminds me of whenever I was uh, an adjunct at the U of A, I was teaching this class and it was this class on like ethics and integrity. And the, the, I remember asking the students, I remember asking, uh, you know, what do you guys value? What are the things that are important to you? And people would say things like honesty and doing the right thing. Well, they would say this, but the really, the kicker of this is, and they didn't all know this, 99% of the students who were in the class were in that class because they were being mandated on probation to be in the class to avoid being expelled. And they had cheated in some way. They had lied in some way. And so part of their punishment was to go take this class on ethics and integrity. And they, you know, each student thought maybe they were the only ones who were in there for that reason. And so I'm asking this question, hey, what do you what do you value? What do you care about? And you're getting like these totally canned responses, these totally canned answers. And we do that a lot in business. You know, we give the canned response. We give the canned answer. I mean, literally, I could ask any business owner, who is most important to your business? And they're going to say two things. They're going to say my customers and they're going to say my team. And yet, and that's true. Those are the two most important groups to your business. And yet you will see people who consistently make decisions that are anti in the best interests of the customers and in their employees. It's like, it's like the chip company that reduces. Have you ever noticed when you open a bag of chips, it's like totally empty? Well, so there's a there's a little trick in the chip world, in the business world, where what they'll do is they'll they'll raise the price of the bag of chips and then they'll they'll offer that as some kind of, you know, hey, here's here's the plus size. It costs more, but you're getting, you know, 30% more. And then quietly after about six months, they'll go back to their original size because it was some like big promotion. They'll go back to the original size, but they'll keep the price that they were charging for the larger bag. And so things like this that are they're against the best interest of the customer. And maybe, you know, maybe it's they haven't raised prices in a decade. And so they're just looking for a creative way to do it. But I see people do this a lot where even business owners, they get ego driven and they get offended when customers ask for things or or, you know, a customer wants to return something that in their mind was not the quality that they wanted. And the business owner takes that personal and says, you know, we're not going to return that. We're not going to do that. You know, get lost. I don't care, whatever. And even business owners who they have employees who, and it's funny to me how we talk about how much we value our employees, but we do so little to actually value them. We do so little to actually value them. It's, I loved the video that, or the news story, and the video went with it. I got put out last week of the St. John Properties, uh, the business owner team who gave out a $10 million bonus to their 200 employees. Came out to on average around $50,000 each employee. That's somebody who is paying back what their team has accomplished for them. But yet instead, a lot of times what I see is the business owner who, you know, they give the $10 gift card. Or I'll never forget the gift card that was given out where the owner had already spent some of the money on it. It was like a Starbucks card and it was like the leftover. It was like, hey, there's, you know, there's still $9 on it, but here's something small for you. I mean, can you imagine like being the recipient of something like that and being like, 
Wow, thanks. Or even some business owners are so obstinate about this that they make their employees really earn, and, and obviously everyone should earn it, but really earn it, even in the sense of, you know, well, if you want a Christmas bonus, you need to, you need to prove to me you deserve it. And it's like this real, like, really kind of weird, creepy, you know, stroke my ego kind of relationship where, you know, if you can demonstrate you, it's almost kind of parental, honestly. It's like a parent talking to the kid. If you can show me you really deserve this, then I'll give it out to you. And frankly, it's backwards. It's backwards for what builds trust on a team and what actually builds that sense of I'm valued here. You know, I, th I think the challenge to business owners everywhere is, first of all, what are your values? And second of all, how do those actually create tangible outcomes in your business? What are the actual actionables that are happening because you value those things? So one example of that for me, whenever I work with people, a lot of times they're getting, they're paying for a certain number of hours with me. And one of my values is we're going to always in, and I can't remember if we called it like customer first or, or whatever, but we're always going to go beyond the contract. That's what it, that's literally what it is. We're going to go beyond the contract. And so what that actually looks like, you know, if a customer is getting, I don't know, two hours with me and then they, they call me or they email me and it's, it's an emergency. It's, Hey, I really need your help. Hey, here's what's going on. Or, Hey, I really need to ask you about this. I'm not going to say, whoa, 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 hang on. We just, we just went past two hours. I'm going to need to bill you for the next, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like the old joke of like the, um, you know, please input, input your credit card for, for the next, you know, 30 minutes of time. Or I'm never going to do that because I, this person has already put their trust in me. They've already paid for something from me. I want them to feel like they're getting more in return than what they've bargained for. That's an important value to me. The negative of that, or I guess the cost of that, because there's always a cost that comes with your values, the cost of that is I very literally don't always get, you know, reimbursed for the actual time that I'm spending with my customers, but that's a cost I'm willing to bear. It's like the old story of the parent who chooses to go to their kid's ball game instead of the important meeting. The cost there is they're probably losing a bit of their, the, the influence of their brand in their, in their company, but in return, man, they're building this really valuable, deep relationship with their kid, you know, and that's, that's what walking out your values look like. I mean, you're, you're, there's always going to be a cost associated with it, but it's sort of like putting the, putting the line in the sand and saying, this is what's going to be important to me and to the business, no matter what, even if it costs us something somewhere else, you know, it's like, it, it kind of makes me think of, um, you have banks, especially in the in the 2008, you know, uh, housing bubble burst. There were some banks that I'm sure said, you know what, what what's happening here is questionable, and but you know what, there's nothing illegal about it, and so we're gonna jump right into it, and you know everyone's doing it, so why shouldn't we? But I guarantee you, there was a small number that had a real firm sense of integrity who said, yes, everyone's doing it, but we're not gonna do that. And you know what? It's going to cost us an incredible amount of revenue long-term. It may even substantially hurt us in terms of our ability to compete. But hey, I want to put my head on the pillow at night and be able to sleep okay. So 
you know, that's, that's just really, that's, that's it. It's, you know, can I, and maybe it's hokey to say, can I live with myself, but am I doing business in a way that I'm really proud of? And am I really valuing and prioritizing the things that matter most to me? You know, I think that's how you build a brand that you're proud of. I think that's how you build something that's influential. You're ultimately determining what you're going to care about and what you're going to prioritize, even if it hurts you in the short term. So having said that, think about your values. What do you care about? And it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, these really like morally pious, you know, fluffy words, you know, these, these like sort of cliche things that get put, put down on a piece of paper. It, it, it doesn't have to be anything sexy that you write down or that you think about, but you should know what drives you. And if, especially if what drives you is something you want to change, you know, if chasing the dollar has, has always been the thing that you've cared most about, maybe it's worth it to take out a piece of paper and think about, okay, what else could I value? What would it look like to shift my mindset there? You know, my employees have never stuck with me long term. Maybe it's worth it for me to think about how could I shift my business where people would hate to leave, where they refuse to leave. You know, even, even when they could make more money elsewhere, they won't leave. These are things to think about. I hope this encourages you today. I'm going to do my best to uh, have another episode out next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, we do have the holidays coming up. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but if it's around the Christmas time, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Have an awesome time. Spend some time with your family. Put the phone down and look at the people who are around you. And as always, I'm in your corner. I'm rooting for you. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com. And hey, if you enjoy the podcast, feel free to share it with others and subscribe to it. Have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And I'll see you.